sex. My wife and I, we had a lot of fun, man, for a long time. But she had this girlfriend. That fucked it up. <laughs> With the big titties, you know the type of girlfriend I'm talking about, that I tried to ignore for six months. When she'd come in the house, like, Hello there, how you doing? I don't really notice your tits. Oh. I would like to be the mayor of Tit Town, if I could, okay? I'd like to, to drive a big truck full of tits down a tit turnpike right into the middle of Tit Town. Don't you wish the guy walking in front of us would squeeze our tits for like one second? Not an ass man. I'm a tit man. I like big ass boobs. Now and forever. Not like a black eye, Vita. My name is Lex Jurger. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt was in tears momentarily when he learned Donald Trump might have received a golden shower from a prostitute in a Moscow hotel room. For once in his life, Matt wanted to be first. <laughs> no, I thought he he watched prostitutes pee on a bed that Obama had slept in prior, which actually makes zero sense no. if you really think about how, how fucking stupid that article is. Uh, no, uh, well, actually, uh, first of all, everything in, uh, everything in that dossier, I totally believe could have happened. Oh, yeah, let's for, just start, for sure. Let's start with that. It was like, this is gross and, and, and inflammatory and all sorts of stuff. But, like, pretty much everyone believes, like, even though that may not have happened, that it easily could have happened. Yeah, that's oh. where we're at in America now, where we're, we're sitting around the dinner table. Like, no, I could see Trump, uh, you know, watching hookers piss on each yes. other. Would yes. you like some more asparagus? Yes. Uh, to give, to give well, as sick as I am of the, uh, the Barack Obama farewell tour that's going on, where everyone like forgets about all the bad shit he did for eight years, and they they beatify him and send him off into the sainthood. Uh, I feel pretty confident that like a story on, about that on him would not fly. Like no one would right. believe that was going on. No, fucking Michelle would kill him. <laughs> um, that was pretty bad. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by people who flood their Facebook feeds with reposted political news stories. Thanks, junior breaking news editors. There's no way I would have seen that major news story without you. People who flood their Facebook feeds with reposted political news stories. Didn't you used to have children? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, how many people had to repost, like, just like we're talking about now, the Russian hacking thing or the Russian dossier on Trump? Like, I don't know, like, 47 people repost that story. I would have missed it completely. There's no way I would have known about that had I not seen it reposted by every single person I know. Well, it allows you to add your own blurb of token bad summary. To say, shaking my head. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. I'm nailing you right now, Brian. I know you do this. <laughs> It was only a matter of time. Shaking my head. This is what we have to look forward to. Can you believe this loser? <laughs> and by the way, do those people have to have retractions when the story turns out to be false? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no retractions. Go back through their Facebook feeds for the last, uh, their streams for the last eight years, and you'll see like every false fake news story they reposted right after the, right after the story where they're denouncing fake news. These are the people that, that kind of come up to you at a party, and they're like, hey, Matt, you, you kind of follow the news, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did you know that we've been bombing Syria? <laughs> it's right. like, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. actually knew that like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Thank, but I'm I glad you're on, trying. I can turn on CNN. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> It's not that hard to find on the, on the station or on the web. It's not really a big thing. And by the way, all the people I know that are doing this stuff, they all have kids, by the way. And so for years and years, they posted cute kid photos. And then they all switched to this shit. 
And I That's hate, true. I want more cats. Yes. Cat, cute cat videos. I like cat photos. I just love, I want to see people's babies. I, I don't like seeing people's babies. I thought that was horrible, but then this full fucking reposting <laughs> political shit came around. <laughs> Brian, when you have babies, you better stop that fucking reposting political shit or I'm going to come after you. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. Uh, Matt, let me know. I know you've been cut out of a lot of acting roles because you always go to casting calls to call for African Americans. <laughs> do they? By the way, they don't do that anymore, do they? They don't actually do. They just stopped at auditions. They stopped. So it used to be male, male or female, over forty, under forty, black, uh, white, or uh, other. I think. And they recently stopped doing the race thing, which right. I get. And then, this is all within a span of a month and a half. They stopped doing the age thing, and yes. now they don't have the gender thing. It's just <laughs> really? fucking uh, some dude. We'll just go by the name. You and know? People, and by so way, if your I, name's Tracy, you're in trouble. I've done casting calls, and it's impo- because you can't list that stuff. You get all these wrong people showing up. Right. Just because, And they're like, you're sorry I wasted your time, but I wasn't allowed to say I, I needed a skinny person rather than a super fat person. Well, you do see the photograph, don't you? The headshot. No, I know that, but I mean, just in terms of them applying or sending headshots into the oh, crowd, right. come it's by the total waste, things off. Right. Total waste of time. All the agencies and all uh, the age stuff. They stopped, by the way, after the 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 writers sued, sued the agencies and the and the um, studios for age discrimination for forty and over, and they want a shitload of money. So that's probably why they stopped the other stuff because yeah, they, so they need, saw that coming. You need plausible deniability. So if you don't want an actor because he looks old, you can say he looks old. But if you know he's over forty now yeah. and you turn him down, he can sue you and say it's because of his age. So that's why you don't want it. You want to have the plausible deniability. Say like, I didn't realize he. I didn't even know he was over forty because I didn't ask his age. Well, because they knew some asshole was going to go in there and be like, I can't check male or female because I'm like, and it's like, okay, well, fuck you. You're not going to get the part anyway because you're a fucking cocksucker. So since we progressed to this point in our society where uh, we no longer see gender or race or height or weight or anything like that, even in casting calls, uh, (laughs) why are people so much up in arms that Joseph Fiennes, uh, fine British actor Joseph Fiennes, not as fine as Ray Fiennes? his brother, who's won all the awards, but he's the second Fine's brother, uh, is playing Michael Jackson. He's a white British actor playing Michael Jackson in this silly... If your name is spelled Ralph, I'm calling you Ralph. No, right. I think that's an old joke, but I'm still doing it. It probably is. I think when you, once you win an Academy Award, which I think he did win, he was in The English Patient. I think you uh, get to call yourself whatever the fuck you want. Uh, but it is, it is a gayer. You can. I'm not going to. No, you don't have to. I'm you're not never, calling you they either. There's a good chance you're never going to meet him. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am going to meet guys you guy. name The guys you meet named Ralph are definitely named Ralph. I can assure you of that. Uh, so he's a white British waspy dude, and he's playing Michael Jackson in this urban myths, a, a, TV, a made-for-TV movie in England called Urban Myths, and it uh, showcases the number of celebrity urban myth stories that are all completely false. By the way, one of the stories in the montage of stories they have is the fact that Hitler was a young gay painter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, which seems totally. I mean, I know we painted, and I know there's always talk about the fact he was gay because he was so filled with rage. The micro penis stories, and yeah. the gay stories. And I heard the micro penis story is accurate. Uh, well, I don't need. To, it's like one of those. It's like the dossier on Trump. He was Who like knows? a vegetarian, and he was really into animals. I mean, he seems kind of like a stereotypical kind of gay guy. I think the story, the micro penis stories, that come out sixty years after your dad. I don't think penis stories that come out sixty years later are, about, are necessarily. Valid. Yeah, there's no bone in your dick. It's not like you can dig up his corpse. And no, no one alive. <laughs> like, if you talk to his girl, if his girlfriend was still alive, we'd talk about it. Maybe. Um, 
But that's another story there. And by the way, none of the, none of the uh, Germans complain about the fact that Hitler was shown as a gay painter. <laughs> so, like, the people Michael Jackson fans are complaining. Right, that right. White guys playing Jack. They, they want to sweep that one under let, the rug. They let, they let Hitler, any Hitler uh, riffs on Hitler just go. <laughs> like, don't respond. Franz, don't respond. We don't bring this up again. Uh, but is it, so here's the question. So Michael Jackson fans, and by the way, who are Michael Jackson fans? As far as I can tell, they're mostly really teary-eyed, weepy, larger, heavy-set Latina women. Hmm. Who had this need before when Jackson was alive, and certainly when he's dead now, uh, to believe he was a saint somehow, and like discount. It's always women who discount the pedophile stories. By the way, uh-huh. for some reason, when there's the charges of a guy, be- a weird guy being touching boys, every guy automatically believes that he did it, <laughs> and, all, and about half the women just can't believe it's possible and refuse. Whether it be a priest or a you know a coach or a teacher, or like a they can't person. they can't conceive of it. They're just like, well, why would you want to fuck a boy? I think it's because they love the guy so much. They can't conceive that a man that they love so much, like have romantic feelings for, some kind of feelings for, would ever do that to a to a kid. Wait, wait, wait. they have romantic feelings for for Michael Jackson. The, the, it's not like the they want to sk- kiss him or be their boyfriend, but it's sort of like he's the perfect man kind of thing. They want my like the skinny. 98-pound no. Michael Jackson to bend not like him they over. Wanted to be there. No, not like they want to have sex with him. These are larger, sad ladies, right? <laughs> it's more like, and most of the t- a lot of times they're single moms. He's sort of like, just like the priest, you know, the priest scandal. Like, they always, it was usually a fatherless family, mm-hmm. and the mom was really, like, looked to the priest as sort of the man of the family. I see, I see. He was a strong, stalwart male figure in their family. And they couldn't believe that that guy would also like. They got one of those on those weird photos of him in the in the dining room. Like I, I don't <laughs> yes. know why they're they, they're kind of aged, like yes. a Great Depression era photo. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like a black and white etch, 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 etch. etching, <laughs> almost monochrome. Uh, so here's my question: Is it is it really uh, is it wrong? Is it racist? Dis- discussing what we did about casting now that Joseph finds a white guy would play Michael Jackson, and I want you not to argue the fact that Michael Jackson bleached his skin and wanted to be white. Because that's too obvious. That's too obvious of an argument, uh, and I think it misses. I think it misses the point. Well, that's because- what I was going. Wait, can I, but can I say briefly? If yes. if Matthew McConaughey became the color of Denzel Washington, yes, would it be inappropriate to cast Denzel Washington as himself in in that movie where? Um, Matthew McConaughey was. That is too confusing for me. It, but I go back to confusing. Robert. I go back to Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> like, we made his skin black so he could play black characters and took on the black persona. I just think all rules are out the window. This is the only time a, a person, let alone a black guy or a white guy, has, has become the other thing. And this is different, by the way, than casting. Like, So they're recasting movies now where they're taking originally cast white characters and, and making them black characters. Uh, I mean, that's like the, 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 the avant-garde. And ho- as avant-garde as Hollywood gets, it's taking old, remaking movies but putting black characters in the, in the role of white characters. Like they may have a black James Bond. Right. But that's different than having a when you're doing a biopic where you're actually doing a historical drama, which is a comedy about Michael Jackson, who clearly was an African American, whether or not he bleached his skin white, and then choosing a waspy British actor to play him. Uh, now they didn't have to put on a lot of they didn't put blackface on him. Obviously, they didn't have to do that. He's wearing a lot of cake makeup in the in the movie. Uh, and by the way, it looks really funny. It looks fucking really. Yeah, funny. I would watch it. Uh, you know, Brian Cox plays a fat Marlon Brando on the back seat, and Stocker Channing is. Is Elizabeth Taylor uh, driving because Michael Jackson can't drive, and he's like, in the, he doesn't talk much when he says stuff. It's just little stupid quips. And stuff Do you like think that. if he like would he win an Oscar if for the role he um, cut his nose off like Michael Jackson and then like had it restored after? Uh, too politically incorrect to win, win the uh, thing, but I, I, I mean, I think the producers knew this would create a lot of controversy, which is why they did this. Yeah, they wouldn't pick Joseph. Fine. They don't pick a white guy to play a black guy in a biopic because they think he's the best choice. 
There's plenty of black actors. They did it just to get this up and over. So let me ask you: Is it rate? Is it ra- Should white guys be able to play like black guys in biopics? Should black people be able to play white people in biopics? Thank you. Uh, I think. The are whole- we beyond? Are we? Are we actually? Did Obama work after eight years? Are we beyond race? Are we a post-racial society now? I just think. I think this is an outlier situation. I. I don't think. Like, if you had a black guy playing Michael Jackson. Yeah. Let's just say. Well, let's say so. You had Jamie Foxx play. Okay. Play what's his name? Blind, you, Ray Charles. What if, if you had a white guy play Ray Charles? Well, I don't know because if you had the black guy and African American playing Michael Jackson, don't censor yourself, Matt. It's ugly. No, I, I was just trying to. Your I was racism. just trying to intone the the skin. Yeah. the skin tone. Would that be white face if you just made him look like Michael Jackson actually looked? Would some asshole on Twitter be like, they're 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 yeah. making Michael Jackson white, or they're making this black actor. But that's when you can make the argument that you turned a black guy into with white makeup into white face, like Michael Jackson was, which is actually what Michael Jackson did. He used bleach. They're not going to bleach the guy, but they can use makeup. Versus having a white guy and putting just a little slightly dark tint into his yeah, skin. Yeah, like is it just based on how little makeup you use at this point? No, it's based on the fact that Michael Jackson was he's one of like the most famous black person in the entire world, and they but cast he a white wasn't kind of black. Player. You can't say black when the guy's not. He was the most famous African-American black. celebrity in the entire world, and they cast a, 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 a Caucasian person, actor, to play him. I think it's. I think we're being a little disingenuous when well, we say it's the, if it's the bleaching of the skin, because they clearly did this to, to provoke a controversy. And I think the controversy exists because it's just stupid to cast a white guy to play a, to but play a black But if you're whiter than your average Irishman, are you yeah. still black in He's theory? He's still whiter than you, by the way. <laughs> That's close. You could, you'd have to put on some blackface to play him still, even just to meet him, <laughs> just to meet him halfway. <laughs> I'm going racist on this. I don't, I still, it's still, because it's done in the name of comedy, I think it's kind of funny. And because it was clearly an p- obvious ploy to get attention on social media and everywhere else, which totally worked. Yeah. I always respect people who do pranks like that. Me too. So I don't have any problem with it, but I'm not going to, so Paris Hilton, uh, Paris Hilton, Paris Jackson, said that she felt sick to her stomach when she saw it. She almost vomited. I would feel sick to my stomach if my dad raped a bunch of children. <laughs> she doesn't... Like, almost every day. She doesn't day. believe that happened. She doesn't believe that happened. Well, so, she's a fucking idiot. Yeah, so but I feel the same way about Paris Jackson as I do about, uh, like, Hitler's family, which is like, if they're going to portray... If I'm Hitler's family descendants and all they want to talk about is how Hitler might have been a gay painter, I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the sum total of the story... I'm down with that. Totally. Gay painter, yes. Totally. There's a documentary Grandpa, on... Grandpa Adolf was a gay painter. That's how I wanted to go down. So if all they, if all they want to do is, to Paris Jackson's father is do a biopic where they don't cover any molestation or child, child sex, right. but all they cover is the fact that he bleached his skin white, I'm good with that. That's like a, a de minimus attack on my In father. In terms of what makes you sick to your stomach, yeah, I would think about Michael Jackson. I would think this is way at the... But let's tackle the, the major issues first. Yes. As you know, I feel bad, inherently bad for Paris Jackson and the kids because you don't get to choose your father, and having your father be Michael Jackson just, just sucks. Just sucks. Because you got two choices: either you have to come out and say I hate the guy because I know what he did to all these kids, or you have to live with a lie that you probably knows a lie. And it's I don't know. I talk shit about my dad all the time, and he was compared to Michael Jackson, a fucking angel. Uh, yeah, but you don't call your dad a child rapist. Well, no, only, on, only, well, only on his birthday. But I would if he had raped birthday. children. Yes, that's true. I, I've now become, I now want to vomit like Paris Jackson. <laughs> Paris Jackson. Uh, Matt, let me ask you, moving on. I know uh, there's three things you love about a woman. You love a woman of girth. Uh, you like a woman who uh, uses always cautions you against mansplaining. Oh, right. Yes. You like a woman who always cautions against mansplaining? Mansplaining. Like when you tell them about something they don't know about? Yes. That's, man's, that's oh, mansplaining. Okay. Yes. Like, 
when you ask when a woman asks for help and a man responds to help her, that's mansplaining. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know how you can tell the 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 people that use mansplaining seriously are fucking idiots. Is the the term itself is supremely unclever and lame. Uh, it is unclever and lame. And by the way, men who mansplain apparently, I they I know I know guys who do that, and they all do it to other guys as well. They're just the guys. They're like yeah, the they're guys. Just, the, they're like the guys at the gym who show you how to lift. Yeah, they're just pompous assholes. They're just guys who feel like they have to be the coach or the teacher to everybody. That doesn't mean when I'm changing your tire for you, you get to fucking <laughs> no. come down on me. <laughs> Stop, man. I think it should be like TSA, like when I when the, when the bell goes off for like a woman who goes through, they have to call an assist from the uh, female TSA person to uh-huh. pat her down. That's how it should be. And so if a woman has a problem, like, fixing the tire, you're going to be like, hang on, i got to call an assist. <laughs> Dig the thing and call it and have a woman come over and change her tire. Little lesbian. Yeah, so you don't feel, yeah who's, what woman knows how to change a tire? Uh, so number three on that list, by the way, is girls with armpit hair. Or pair hair all over. I know you like a hirsute woman. Mm. Uh, you like to, to, to caress a lady and have the feel of being in the great outdoors with, with the, uh, either gender in the dark. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, I knew a girl. Uh, have you ever known a really hot girl who didn't shave her armpits and it's very confusing? Yes. It's extremely confusing. Uh, and, and hairy legs. Sometimes they have hairy legs or hairy arms. It didn't deter leg. me from uh, putting my penis inside her. No, but would you want to be with her for like the long term? That might be too much, I think. No, I think it's a red flag. Yeah, well, it's a red flag for that, too. But it is very confusing when, when girls are hairy but also attractive. I knew one that shaved her, her vagine. But not the armpit. So it's like at that point you're just you're uh, obviously making a statement. She's like taking her pubic hair and like pasting it in her armpit, <laughs> like they get fluffier. Uh, so Lola Kirk, uh, who you have uh, heard of as of five minutes ago, she's one of the Kirk sisters. Uh, oh. Three Kirk sisters. I think they're all in acting. They grew up in New York and uh, nice digs. Their dad was a, a guitar player, might have been the bassist in Bad Company. Their mom's like a upscale boutique dress designer, like in Soho or whatever. Well, Bad so, Company was a super group. So he was, must have been in a band before that. Yeah, probably. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Yeah, but he's a, music, let's say a musician who's got a lot of money from royalties. Mom did well off, whatever. They went to the kids, went to the, like St. Anne's, St. Anne's School for whatever rich kids in New York. Yeah. The famous one in, like, in Brooklyn Heights where all the kids, like the hipster, like the liberal hipster, like rich kids go. See, again, like, I don't want to, but if ISIS is going to, like, carry out terror attacks, yeah. like, let's just say it's going to happen. Why not pick a place like that? Are you ordering an ISIS attack on the St. Anne's School of Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Is that code? You should code your messages a little better, ISIS. Because the fat tourists, I mean, they didn't do anything to you. Uh, no, I agree. And this is a this is a really but they, but also these women. I think inherently, ISIS knows what we haven't yet figured out in America, which is that these privileged, annoying, outspoken Twitter blogger girls have no real power. <laughs> so we it bothers us a lot more than it bothers ISIS. They know what the real targets are, right. so they're still they're still going after like the economic powers of twin towers or, or you know the Pentagon or shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It only only Lola girls like Lola Kirk only bother us. They probably laugh at her and ISIS. I would not want to live in Trump Towers right now. Uh, no, I would not live in I'd Trump Towers. I'd be fucking Tower. nervous. I don't think I want to live in there before. I've been in there once before. I got a coffee in there one time. It was like twenty seven dollars. I've never been. Uh, Lola Kirk. So she so she's on this show called Mozart in the Jungle by by Ro, that's Roman Cop. Coppola and Jason Schwartzman show on, on Amazon or whatever. So two Coppolas. Uh, I don't. There's a lot of Coppolas. It's about New York. It's about the New York orchestra scene in New York and the people who play in there. Oh god, that sounds fucking awful. It is absolutely one of the most horrible shows. It could have been funny because <laughs> it's like at talented people working on it, but because of the area it covers, it's obnoxious. Yeah. So if it was about like second rate 
baseball players like in the hood. Right, it'd, be right. great. it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. What's about people who play the cello and they all like they run into like important violinists and they all know who he is and bow down to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell is that? Uh, so Lola Kirk went to the Golden Gloves. I don't think she was nominated, but she went anyhow. And so she wore this. She's one of these girls who's not particularly attractive and then goes to great lengths to make herself even look less attractive. Right. Because God forbid a man should look at her with the male gaze. Right. That would right. really be horrible. That would be rapey. So she did not shave her armpits and intentionally wore a sleeveless dress, which you have to assume means she wanted people to see her armpit hair because she could have just worn sle- a sleeveless dra- sleeves on her dress and nobody would have noticed. Right. Uh, so she wanted it to be noticed. And then... To be fair, a sleeve dress, that sounds really uncomfortable. Well, women wear the, not like a heavy sleeve dress, but they have like, I don't know, chiffon or some shit like that on their arms or whatever. All right, fair enough. I think the older ladies, you don't see a lot of sleeveless older ladies. They have some cover-ups so you don't see Yeah, them. women, they tend to gain weight all in their triceps. I don't get what Yeah, the women about. with saggy triceps are wearing sleeves of some kind. It looks, you can you can pass it off as being elegant, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a, a, a dude's wearing like oversized hockey jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, you're fat, dude. Just, just go with you. Just go with it. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, so she wore this, and then she got really. So she waited then for the inevitable uh, notes of people uh, on, on social media saying, "Ah, oh, that act, that left wing activist is where it has armpit hair, and how rude it is." She, by the way, claims she got death threats over it. Uh, which I think, if someone, if you're claiming that people give you death threats over armpit hair. You got to show some of the death threats. Yeah, I certainly do not believe that. <laughs> no evidence behind that. And the whole thing that really pissed her off was the fact that because of the armpit hair, no one noticed her "fuck Paul Ryan" pin she had snuck into the Golden Globes on her on her lapel or whatever it was. I agree with "fuck Paul Ryan." Yeah, I I'm not a fan of Paul Ryan, but I don't think I'd wear a "fuck Paul Ryan" pin. Here's my theory on pins: once you start making homemade pins. You've just you've got way too much time in your. Head. I bet if you made a fuck Hillary Clinton pin, you'd be accused of being sexist because it would be something about like, like you want to fuck her or something. Well, also they try idiotically. They try the Golden Globes not to have obvious political statements in their show, which that didn't really help. But they don't <laughs> want people. They don't want to open the floodgates to buttons to buttons and banners being worn on the on the red carpet. So she made it really tiny, so you could only see it when she showed everyone the big photo, the blown up photo of it. Oh. People to oh, so it was like a like a dime size, super button. tiny. You had to be really close to see it, and it was like, but it was like the rage among like the HuffPo bloggers how she got away with this, and it was her Planned Parenthood stand that she took and stuff like Whoa, that. Oh, she totally won. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Fuck off. And here's the point. So this is something you and I have discussed many times, and this this went around HuffPo and BuzzFeed and Junior Teen Vogue L, whatever the hell all this stuff is. All these things that get a lot of play among teen girls and millennials, stuff like that, pro choice, whatever it is. And I see these stories all over Facebook, all over social media, big story how she did this. And then I realized that, like, these are all the same girls. They're all these rich girls from Manhattan who are bloggers. They're all working in the same area. They're all, like, in the same six blocks. Whose parents in- probably own stake in the Huffington Post. Oh, the parents own They probably, parents probably donate to Paul Ryan. <laughs> probably, you know, things like that. But they're all, like, they kind of look the same. They all have the same jobs. They all kind of fight the same fights. And then you spread these stories around among each other. Because they do have rather important blog positions. You know, if you're writing for HuffPo, you're not an important person, but you can get your story out there pretty fast. And HuffPo puts a lot of money behind publicizing it on social media. So they're all 23, 24-year-old chicks out of college. I saw one the other day. She was a se- listed as senior entertainment writer. She graduated college a year ago. <laughs> that's, just not, that's just not right. No. Uh, and she was writing about how amazing, like, the kiss was between a couple she saw. Uh, <laughs> so... Here's my point. These are, it really is a very small number of women who are creating a huge shitstorm. I think they got a lot of attention because of the Hillary campaign. Mm-hmm. And it kind of exploded from there. 
But they do have a large amount of undue influence on at least social media, if not mainstream media. Um, uh, how do we get ISIS to bomb? That's my. <laughs> let's go back to that again. No, it's true because they they all write their stupid ass, you know, exaggerated stories. Like for example, about the death threats. So then someone writes a post about that. Yes. And then it gets shared by all of them again, and you know, it, it's there's nothing really there to begin with, but we all apparently and then they frame it as a large political abortion debate type thing. Always comes back to abortion. If I was like an insane right wing asshole, yes, who was like super anti-abortion I would just be like you know what why don't we just legalize it so these fucking assholes can talk about something else and then we can expose them for having nothing to really talk yeah, about and by the way it is completely legal all the places where these people live and they've all had abortions in fact encouraged <laughs> encouraged Lena Dunham was Lena Dunham was upset that she hasn't had one yet and that's only because guys don't want to have sex with her uh, yeah so, they, so they're, they're always like arguing over things that don't even affect themselves. If you live anywhere in the U.S. and you can't get an abortion... So, I know it's difficult in... Uh, is it North or South Dakota? I can't remember. There's some states that are bad at... So, alright. you got two choices. Drive yes, 16 right. hours. 16 or, hours. You, you can get to another Dakota like in two. <laughs> There's no place... Even in Texas. So, Texas might be the biggest state where they don't... Where it's tough to get an abortion on demand. You can drive across that state in 12 hours. Yeah. 12 hours. Or you take a Southwest flight for 60 bucks. And go get your Yeah, abortion. just go ahead and do that because otherwise, I, I can tell you what'll cost more in the long run or what'll, yes. what'll consume more of your time. Yeah, I think the latest studies show that children take like $700,000 to raise. Not to mention, we, we really don't want that kid walking the earth. <laughs> no, you're pretty off. Yeah, and, you know, and it's not like, I mean, it's not like, yes, it is an inconvenience to go get the abortion, but you're not supposed to have them every week. It's right. not like traffic. It's not like commuter traffic. This should be a one-time thing. Yes, it's a one. Maybe two times in your life you have to take Southwest to the next city over. If it's twice, you're a fucking idiot. Make, I think go to go to like New Orleans. Make a trip out of it. Have a good time. <laughs> go, to, go to Commander's Palace. Get a nice dinner. Well, in that case, do you do the abortion first or do you wait till the end of the trip? I would get it over with and then party. I would do it first, although, you know. I, it's I'll, not going to affect the fetus, really. You're going to want to drink afterwards. Or you can drink before, I guess, Yeah, too. in this <laughs> case, you can. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so I think there's like, you could list like 50 or 100 of these. Of these, like blogger slash actress slash Lena Dunham type essay essayists uh, who write all this stuff, and their articles are all the same. It always comes down to abortion, like you said, uh, and they have a large large influence on social media, and so they have millions, so much so that, like I said, like Hillary Clinton was making sure she cozied up to them mm-hmm. during her campaign because she wanted. Lena to get them. Dunham got an interview with Hillary Clinton, which is insane. Oh, interview front stage. Katy Perry was like hand in hand with her, like going, like you know, getting people to sign up and stuff like that. Now, in the end, we all know that led to zero votes. Or it led to like at least Katy Perry's talented. It led to a million votes, and then a million and a half people who hate them like voted the other side. Right. So that didn't if work. I was on the fence, that might have tipped me the other Miley way. Miley Cyrus at uh, George Mason University, like yelling out of balconies to vote for Hillary and stuff like that. It didn't it? Didn't, this didn't work. Probably didn't actually vote herself. Uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> Much like LeBron James. No, uh, which you can read about on my. So there are like there's like a hundred girls, but they have this undue influence. How do we stop them, man? How do we how, how do we stop these ladies from doing this shit? I don't know. It's like you I said, like even mod, even girls you know who are feminists, they don't do this shit. I don't think it's possible. They seem to have solidified a place in this sort of media culture, and uh, I think a lot of people read it and share it. They get, they're shared. The stories are shared. Like sort crazy. of lazily agree with them without really thinking it through. And yes. uh, also in Lena Dunham's case, you know, apparently being kind of like a a pudgy, doughy, kind of, kind of, just gross-looking chick. I think people confuse that with activism. It's like she's not conforming. It's like, well, she didn't get plastic surgery to become unattractive. You know, no, no, she I... she didn't do anything. That's just how she looks. My theory on these on these girls is mostly girls. There's some guys in this group too. My, my theory is girls are like they fancy themselves really sophistic, like sophisticates. 
Right. But, like, Hemingway actually went and did shit. <laughs> like, Hemingway, like, guys are like the Algonquin Round Table and, like, these, like, you know, novelists of the mid 20th century. They actually went to, like, war torn areas or lived in shitty places or experienced life or got fucking loaded and passed out in bull rings. Right. Or, like, <laughs> had affairs and did all, you know, they actually lived a fairly rich and colorful life as part of their, as part of their writing and essays. Yeah. Now they just want to go straight to the essays. <laughs> they want to go yeah, straight to the Yeah, that's a good point. Usually, it, historically, to be considered enlightened and uh, progressive, you're, you're supposed to experience a lot of things, you know, uh, different cultures and whatnot. I think these chicks, half I, of them, I'm not sure, have left fucking Manhattan. I don't think they, they fly to L.A. and they go back to Manhattan. They've only been, like, in three zip codes their entire lives. So they don't know shit. They don't know. They've never experienced anything. They don't know, like, any of this stuff. And then they're still, they want to skip straight to this sophisticated I know the answer essays you, should, you really should read about this which are poorly written by the way uh, very poorly written fuck you New Yorker I submitted something to New Yorker they told me I had to, they'd wait and see Lena Dunham wrote the most unfunny thing about having a Jewish boyfriend that people found offensive I didn't find it offensive I found it offensive in that it sucked really bad I remember that yes I remember that um, article she's, she's not particularly funny she does have armpit hair by the way Right and undersnatched. We've we've seen it. Undersnatched. Uh, <laughs> she's got a few. She's got a few folds down there. <laughs> uh, moving on. I don't. I don't want Brian to throw up the green pizza he just ate. Uh, Matt, let me ask you something about something you know well about uh, lesbianism. Mm-hmm. I think most of your ex girlfriends have become lesbians. Lesbians love me. I'm a huge. My uh, girlfriend in high school, by the way, became a lesbian. After we uh, after we dated for some time, well, it's not surprising. I don't like to think she became a lesbian. I like to think she was a lesbian the entire time. Well, I, I would give you a pass if you're what nineteen. I, when the thirty year old dude comes out as gay, it's like, well, you know, there's plenty of straight guys that don't have a wife and six children. Uh, yes, I'm trying. I, it's it's still as I mentioned. I feel like in those that was ca- kind of a dick move on that guy's part. In those stories, I always try to mention how like the guy is always, the guy always mentioned how like husband or the boyfriend supports her move to becoming a lesbian. Yeah, and I always know just personally from my own experience. Although I was much much younger, it's still kind of a red. It's still kind of a black mark on your record. I think so. It still looks kind of bad when your girl leaves you for another girl. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I mean, would you rather have your girl leave you for another girl or another guy? Another like, well, guy clearly she's comparing the other guy to you directly, and she's found that the other guy is superior to you. Right, but another girl just means she just thought you as a species, as a specimen of manhood, was so off-putting. I would shrug like, that off for sure, but okay. not and not to be crude. But were you were you going down on her a lot? Like maybe I don't know. Th- I don't think I knew what a woman knows. I just don't <laughs> think I knew. Plus, it was dark and the car was really small. <laughs> it was always in the drive. It was always in somebody's driveway, like under, not under the light. I don't know. Those are, those are the, those are the best of times, by the way. Um, lesbians. Kristen Stewart is now a lesbian. As far as I know, she was a Twilight girl. I recently watched uh, Eight Minutes of Twilight because it was on somewhere I was sitting and I had to watch it. I watched the first half of Twilight. I think the first half. There were like seven movies. The well, first half. Of the I first think one. it was the first one. Yeah, and uh, so as far as I can tell, she's not all she's not all that talented. But she was a, she was straight, and she ended up uh, dating that guy who, who I don't think was straight in the in the vampire Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, right? Place, takes his guitar with him everywhere. He's not uh, straight. Or are you just saying that because he's really handsome? He's yeah, exactly, totally. Okay, he's really, well, he's really handsome. Every time he talks, he's really sad, and he <laughs> said, and he plays really guitar sad songs. And by the way, he never seems to have like a traditional girlfriend, like a traditional hot model girlfriend. Well, he yeah, that's a complicated, true. complicated, like sort of dominant. It is a red flag in in that sense. If your girlfriend, like when two gay people are dating each other, which happens quite a bit. 
Well, here's the thing. If you're, we, here's what I, here's why how, how I stereotype. If you're a good-looking dude and you're also famous and rich, you can get any girl you want, as in like DiCaprio-level models. Mm-hmm. But you choose to have these sort of off, you know, weird, sort of eccentric-looking girls that are angry and domineering. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, well, why? You're right. Yeah, that's like that's like the dude that can get any pick out any car you want in the world because you got all the money in the world, and he goes for the Kia Optima. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like there's something wrong with you, dude. You're, You're totally like, right. There's something wrong with you. Why would you? Why would you pick a chick who looks cunty? Why would you pick a high maintenance chick who looks like having getting laid is going to be a trouble? Yeah, and then is going to lecture you on mansplaining. <laughs> I agree. No you changed that. my mind on this. Okay, thank you. So here's my question. So she became a lesbian again. She's gone through a bunch of ladies now, like pretty decent looking ladies in the last four or five years, including her personal assistant, who is not a decent looking lady. But hey, when you need when you need a little something, you need a little something. Uh, she's dating. Uh, oh, it's okay for women to fuck their assistant. I've, oh yeah. If that yeah. was a guy, I feel like maybe she would have got a little heat for that. And by the way, she didn't even fire her assistant for. She didn't give her like a severance. Like the guy would have to go with all the sexual harassment shit. Right. Where like he fired her, made a clean break, got legally distinguished from her, separated from her, and then started having sex with her, so she couldn't sue him. She just started having this chick go down on her like after right after picking, after picking up her dry like, clean. Lick my box. <laughs> yes. What? I'm you paying my, you twelve dollars an hour. Did you get my dry clean? <laughs> no, Mama's thirsty. Uh, so um, I don't think it lets me say that. Uh, <laughs> no, they certainly don't. <laughs> so she's dating Stella Maxwell now, who is a super hot British blonde, five ten, skinny, gorgeous Victoria's Secret model. Okay. And now you see them around town. They're in Silver Lake, naturally, uh, which is where girls go to be gay. I think. Like uh-huh. West, West Hollywood is where guys go to be gay, but Silver Lake is where girls go to be gay, like famous yeah. girls. Yes, I mean Seattle's the ultimate lesbian city. But uh, well, I just meant within Los within Los Angeles. I think well, like the, I think like the the upscale lesbians got sick of being around all the gay dudes. It's in where West you Hollywood. go to wear a jean jacket and a beanie. I don't, I don't yes. know how much gay has to do with it, but yes, right. It's you're allowed to dress like a lesbian. You're allowed to be total. You can plat. You don't. There's no pressure on you. So they're they're in. Uh, Kristen Stewart and Stella Maxwell now hanging out in plats. Flat shirts are both wearing black jeans, rolled up with sneakers, high tops, smoking cigarettes. I don't think they even smoked cigarettes before, but now they're, now they're it all seems very contrived, doesn't yes. it? Yes. The hair is uh, dipped, bleached, you know, gray or whatever. They have that thing going on. And the hair is not washed. It's dirt, always dirty, or there's a beanie on. Yeah. like that. You know, stuff that troubles of, troubles of multimillionaire white girls in, the, in Hollywood. Do you think they're actually dirty? Like they haven't showered or like washed yeah, so their I think vaginas? Yeah, di- I think they're intentionally dirty. I think that they have actually showered and then made themselves up. To oh, that's like possible. That. You, know, you think she's having her personal assistant who she used to go down on, like, fix her up to, to, to look more lesbian? I just don't. I don't want to picture Stella Maxwell having, like, a like a nasty vag is all. It's sad because she's, like, this gorgeous lingerie model, like, you know, a sexual, sexually uh, a 10, you know, perfect and photoshopped to be even more perfect. And then you see her in the street and she's, like, dressed in, like, plaid with, like, a you know, logger shirt on and pants and like baggy pant, baggy jeans. Yeah, try Unless that on the runway. See, yes, see right. how long you last. Right, smoking a cigarette, like chain smoking cigarette, probably close cigarettes. Yeah, like yeah. Magically, magically, the next day you're walking the runway looking yes. like a, like you just stepped out of a, a lab. So here's my question, Matt, because you know actually uh, either more, I, mean, I can say multiple ways, either more or less about se- human sexuality than anybody I know. <laughs> this is one of those two. Uh, are these just convenient? Are these real? Is it possible for people to be real lesbians, like discover they're lesbians in their 20s and become real authentic lesbians? Uh, or are they just faking it for show? In this case, I would, I don't know. Cause I, mean, I think Chris, they're really having sex, by the way. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. I don't think it's what we think of what they're doing, though. Uh, I don't know. Kristen Stewart looks really angry and pissed off, and so I could buy that she is a real lesbian. She hated her parents for being successful. 
Oh, she had successful parents? Well, they're Hollywood parents. Their parents worked in Hollywood. Oh, I never would have guessed since she yeah. sucks at acting and yes. makes like $100 million yes. a year doing yes. it. Um, I, I, there has to be an age cutoff. And I don't know how old she is. Are they 25 or so? Yeah, I think Stuart's about 27 now. Maxwell's, I think, 25 or 26. I would say 27. No. You're, you're fucking, you're over, the, you're over the edge. That's too to be old. Fa- to, be, to suddenly declare yourself a lesbian, you mean? Yes. I think it's got to be 25 as a cutoff. Because you, I think you and I both agree with guys. When guys do that, when guys like uh, have, to, have decided that they're gay after some certain age, we just knew they were gay all along and faking it. Yeah, everyone knew. But with girls, I don't think it's the same thing because I think these girls, like Miley Cyrus, all these girls who declare themselves les, like you know, gender, sexually fluid and, and maybe might be lesbians, uh, and they all have to come up with these like, you know, I think Amy Schumer did at some point. You have to come up with these old stories like from Sleepaway Camp when they were twelve, where they made out with another girl to prove they've always been lesbians. Right, right. That tells me it's fake. That tells me it's fake because the real lesbian would never have that story. <laughs> Right. A real lesbian probably didn't have sex until she was like 18. A real lesbian would have fucked every chick in that uh, camp and <laughs> yeah. pegged all the guys. Or, or, or conversely, was just like, didn't have sex until she was 18 and went off to like Sarah Lawrence and just had sex with then with every girl there. Yeah. Because she was too scared to be out as a lesbian in high school that, or whatever. That's why I think 25, because once, I just feel like once you're over college age, you've had all the opportunity to experiment, which I still think means any guy that tells you he experimented. Again, yes. is just a gay guy. Yeah, like, it, Tom, like Tom Hardy, who uh, used, to, used to date men, but now he likes women. Yeah, I took a lot of classes in, in college, but I, I never was like, huh, uh, let me blow this guy just to make sure. You <laughs> yeah, know, right. like that would never really occur to me. I think if you actually dated, I mean, I think if you're like, I can see Charlie, the only thing would be like Charlie Sheen being so coked out of his mind that he, he's, like, he's fucking like seven hookers. Yeah. That one of them could have been a twink and he had no fucking idea. Right, I can see I, I that. that. I can see that happening where he's just not in his right mind. I don't think he dated dudes. I don't think he like hooked up with dudes. I don't think he like called for dudes to come over to have to have sex. I think Charlie Sheen had enough money. He didn't date anyone. You never, you never saw Charlie Sheen with a well, bottle of wine. He, no, I, I eating mean, raviolis and yeah, shit. Excuse me, by dating I mean calling the <laughs> escort service and ordering ticks over to have sex with. Oh right, right, right. I don't think he ordered dudes like gay dudes to come to his house to have sex with them. I think he just fucking got. Crazy ass loaded, had sex with all the stuff. I went on four day bender, coke benders. Yeah. And at some point, just found fucking himself inside a, tw- a twink who looked like a girl, maybe. Yeah, I think once you're totally out of your mind, like tranny just seems like a good move for, yes. for some reason. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not labeling him necessarily gay. Uh, but so, so what's your finale? Is, is this just like anger? These girls are angry at their parents. And by the way, is, is a good way to get back at your parents uh, to start fucking the same sex as Victoria's Secret model? Because I would be kind of, I think I'd, be, I'd find that kind, of, I'd find that kind of amazing. I'd be like, well, fuck! I'd rather my daughter fuck this Victoria's Secret model than uh, fucking Lamar Odom or something. Yeah, I mean, the thing that, that would piss me off the most is not washing your hair. That would just be not not taking showers would anger me the most if I'm putting myself in their par- in her parents' shoes. Outside of that, I'm pretty good with everything and the chain yeah. smoke and the chain smoking. Well, the smoking is gross because then that's just you know the bat, the breath that comes along with that is pretty gross. You have you have, but if you're if you're making out with someone else who's smoking, it's not so bad. Especially when you're sharing cigarettes because that's what is lesbians it? do. I, I don't know. I have that theory with garlic breath. I, I think it's actually still gross. Still gross. Yeah, I don't know. But Maybe. then you go down on the. I, I don't know if they're fucking. If she goes back to a dude at some point and gets married like a rich dude, I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very upset. I just, I think, it, yeah, I think at this point, I'm not judging her and I don't know her, but at this point, if she goes back, I, I'm gonna say it's bullshit. Yeah, Miley, uh, by the way, Miley Cyrus made out with the same girl, Stella Maxwell, like two, a year and a half, two years ago, whatever it was, when she claimed she was gender, gender. The whole story is how she was gender fluid, sexually fluid. Again, sexually fluid just still sounds really rad. Uh, <laughs> But she was dating the same girl. Miley Cyrus was caught making out with her and all this shit like that. And then Miley Cyrus went on the marriage, getting married to the Hemsworth brother. 
So it, I think that they might just be pulling a ruse on all of us. Really? Yeah. Fucking, fucking lesbians. Fake, fucking, there's nothing worse than fake, fake les- lesbians. There's nothing worse than fake lesbians. It's like all the downside with none of the upside. If they're just fucking hanging out smoking and, and plaid and the greasy hair, but they're not going down on each other, I'm just going to be very pissed. I'm going to become fake gay off. for a while. I'm, I'm going to have a fake boyfriend who I don't actually... Uh, make out with or do anything, but I'm going to public. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but no, wait, no, wait for it. I'm, if, if they can do it, why can't there's I do no, it? There's no line for me. Don't worry, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I know if I tell you a story. I knew a guy uh, who, in his uh, 20 late 20s, discovered he was gay. He dated girls. He was always, I would say, always somewhat effeminate leaning in terms of his appearance and personality. But he was always dating. He was always. It was not. This is not a macho dude. But he was always dating girls. He dated a girl for three years. Almost got married. Dated a couple other girls. And then he claims he met a guy. Ran through a guy at a party when he was like twenty-seven, and then just fell madly in love with this guy. Now it turns out the guy he fell madly in love with was a well-off dude who was a, a you know a, a bottom who baked and actually had amazing tickets to all the sporting events in town. So oh. suddenly he was married to this dude who had like a sweet mid six high mid six figure job, ma- a massive pe- massive pension, flew him around the world to go wherever he wanted to go. He got to watch football. He got to go to football games, and then occasionally the guy would come in and bring muffins to it and blow him. <laughs> that was the re- that was the relationship, and I was always thinking like. Oh man, come on, come on! Like you know, you're not really gay. You're not really gay. You're just you're just an extremely opportunistic, sort of effeminate straight guy. See, now you got me thinking. Like you know, how much money would it take? Like, I I don't know. I, I think I could get blown for a guy for like twenty billion dollars. Well, I assume those dudes who do gay porn are doing it for the money. A lot of them do it for the money. They're not gay, right? They're doing it to get in the business. And they get no, the I think they're gay. Well, they're gay because they're having gay sex. But I mean, I don't know if that's their pro- I don't know if their first choice is other dudes. But I think uh, well, think they're not gag? making that much money because they do end up having they do end up having sex with women then later in their porn careers. Yeah, so but when you, when you're like, I want to get into porn, and they're like, All right, you're, you're going to get paid four hundred dollars for this twelve hour shoot, and you're like, Okay. Um, at that point, why don't, why don't you just become a UPS delivery guy or something? Uh, you know, you get less cock. Although UPS delivery guys doing porn would make a lot of money, I think. I think it would. Too. I got to move off this topic because you and I know nothing about it, and now we're just saying salacious, salacious crap. <laughs> to sound interesting. Uh, Matt, we have a new segment this week. Brian, we got a new segment. New segment music, please. I, I change segment, Matt segment every week based on the popularity of his previous week segment, which is really low. <laughs> so every week I have to change change segments. Uh, this is called Matt explains something to me. Uh, Matt often explains things to me. I don't usually understand it or get why he's so angry about things. But I, you had one this week about Chris Brown, uh, who is not in jail. So I want you this week to explain to me how is it – Chris Brown, by the way, got uh, – I don't know, was he arrested again outside the strip club for spitting on people, the club, the nightclub, or was he just like – I think he was charged with something. Charged with something. He got into an altercation in the club, and then he starts uh, – a gym. It was actually a gym. It was a – yeah, a, hol- a fitness uh, – 24-hour fitness A, a or gym that had a basketball court in it. And they got kicked off the court because they were playing their boombox too loud on the court, which, God, I know I hate when people bring their boombox to the fucking gym to play hoops. I, I mean, I would never think to do that. No, I would think maybe to a playground game. Maybe right. if I was, you know, in the music business. <laughs> like, you think he was playing his own songs, too? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I, I believe he probably was. I think everyone knows you can't go to the gym basketball court and bring your own box and start playing, start playing your own music really loud. Um... Over the over the, uh, mon- the, the whatever t- Katy Perry music they had well, playing. It's something you would do if you were on crack. I mean, yeah, or if you, if you just did, or you just thought you get away with it because of your Chris Brown. 
But would you really want to? I mean, when you're playing a competitive basketball game, I mean, do you need the music blasting? It doesn't really enhance the experience. I, don't I think. think they're trying to feel like they're roots back in some you know poor area of the country went around the, on the blacktop oh i see i think it's like a gangster thing that you bring your own music to fucking 24 hours like what white guys write in scripts when they yes. write about black yes. people yes <laughs> they all have a do-rags on uh <laughs> topless they are playing uh, in raggedy shorts and a blacktop in brooklyn somewhere very bright colored t-shirts they bright, very bright colored t-shirts uh, half of them are are uh Shirts and skins, but but they're yes. but but not on separate teams. <laughs> All right, they're just half of them have their shirts off in yes. jean, jean shorts. Yes, no, uh, they only get water out of the fountain, out of the drinking fountain, <laughs> and uh, they sweat like fucking crazy, and they never call foul. Foul's never been called in seventy five years. Right, right, right. <laughs> that part's actually true, I believe. Uh, that is that is true. Who's the first guy to call a foul in a, in a pickup game on a court, <laughs> outdoor court? I'll tell you what, I won't do it. No, no. That's uh, that's that's how you found you get found disappeared. Uh, so how is Chris Brown? Tell me how is Chris Brown not in jail for his latest altercation, which seems like a parole violation. I, mean, I believe he's on parole for like seventeen different charges. Yes, yeah, so I wish I had the facts in front of me. Sorry, I didn't uh, don't, don't prepare for facts, your. Don't let facts stop you. Your, uh, <laughs> no, improvised impede, segment. Facts would only impede your arguments. So from what I understand, his first brush with the law, he beat the shit out of Rihanna, which which is a it should be a. Felony, felony assault. Felony assault. assault. Yes. So then he was on parole, and then I think he violated his parole multiple times. There and were then a number of dr- uh, uh, driving while intoxicated fights. Uh, you know, minor, mostly minor stuff. So I assume the judge at some point, because I'm basing this on movies such as Liar Liar. Like I don't actually have any experience with the no, justice system. No, that's fine. I would base it off Liar Liar. That makes sense to me. It's a good movie. You're, um, doing, you're doing more research than our president. <laughs> <laughs> so the judge says, "All right, we're going to let you out on parole." But this is your last chance. So one more I, thing. I think he's heard that a lot, right? I feel like he's heard that like seven times. Yes. But he's still not in jail. Is it because it's different states? But is that his... Well, you're asking me a question in the Matt Explain segment, which is <laughs> violating the one rule of the segment. <laughs> but he was he went to jail again for like... He goes to jail like for seven hours and then he gets you know, paroled out or bailed out or whatever it is again. So he went to jail a couple of years ago for that altercation at his house and some other shit was going on. He, so he, he breaks his parole. They take him in. Then they say you're fa- he's always facing up to like 18 months in jail. But then he gets like six hours. Always. And then he gets, rele- he gets released again. Right. And my theory is, if I may take over Matt's explain segment for a moment, <laughs> is that, and we, you and know, I talked about this before the show, is that he has really expensive attorneys. Yeah. And unless you've killed somebody, which he hasn't done, other, his friends probably have, but unless you've killed somebody and you have a really good attorney with all the overcrowded prisons in L.A. and California, basically they don't want to hassle with a long case and someone who's going to defend themselves with, with a high-priced defender. But that's, I think Derek Rose was the same situation. That's why the girl brought the simple, simple case. and the, They didn't prosecute in the criminal case. was because even though there was some evidence, uh, it turned out I think she was probably setting a lot of that shit up, but it was a decent amount of evidence of a rape case with mm-hmm. the three guys in her, in her room at night. Uh, and most places, if, if it had not been Derek Rose and it had been a guy with a public defender and a black dude, I think he probably would have gone to jail. Probably. <laughs> and Chris Brown, if he wasn't, didn't have, he said Mark Garagos and these other high-priced attorneys who would just make life a living hell for the DA's office who has no resources, they would, the guy would be in jail too. If he was like yeah. altercation at the gym and he was on parole, he'd be going away for three well, it's, years. It's probably. a prison industrial complex. You know, they want as many people in jail as possible because that's where money comes from and also the economy depends on it, employing the prison guards and their union and all that. So... Um, but they don't. But they, there's no profit if you have to spend a million dollars prosecuting somebody. Right. All they want people to do is plea, and they yes. do their three or four months, and then they're out. 
they they don't want a, a trial because a trial costs money, even though that's what. By the way, if you're still saying America is the greatest country in the world with Donald Trump as the fucking president, uh, president <laughs> president elect, then fuck yourself. Um, they all they want people to do is plea people, poor people, poor guys who don't have lawyers, and nine times, ninety nine times out of ten. Uh, Chris Brown would be that guy. It just happens to be that he became famous for dancing. Um, <laughs> and singing and duetting and being featured on a lot of songs. <laughs> he's always featured. He's always featuring Chris Brown. So, By the way, how much work is involved in being featured on a rap song? I feel like that's like 20 minutes of work. Two hours? That's like 20 minutes of work. You come in, you record something, that the, the producer mixes it over 17 times, so it sounds like it's really kind of co- well, cool. Well, when hook. I said two hours, I mean the, the total process. Yes. You have to show up, get a coffee, wait for them to call you in, then you sing for 15 minutes, and then you're out. Yeah, you, sing, you actually don't even sing. I think you just say things into a microphone for 15 minutes. And then the sound mixer mixes over the music and changes it up with auto-tune. Yeah. And it comes out as a hook. <laughs> it is pretty sad because Chris Brown's a fucking, you know, I think thug has a lot of, uh, it's a loaded term. But, you know, that's that's what he is. That's your uh, fifth, uh, fifth uh, microaggressive racist term. Really although thug, podcast. I think of a guy who's tough. And I think Chris Brown's a pussy. Um, he hence, surrounds himself with thugs. Yeah, with bloods that are, like, going to be murdered by the other bloods in fucking two years for, you know, breaking ranks or whatever. Like, all the guys here are going to be killed in the Soldier Boy fight. <laughs> whenever, that, whenever, that ha- whenever that happens. Dude, I, they had the All-Star game in L.A., uh, what, three years ago? Uh, you have to ask the hookers. I do really awesome. I went downtown with my fake press pass just to mingle. Um, a lot of open bars, a lot of Hennessy being thrown around. Anyway, so Rajon Rondo... Uh, his his posse was there. I didn't know he had a posse. They were just trying to like get in fights and and start shit and like kill people. Yeah, and they're all carrying weapons, so it doesn't take a lot. And they're all getting wasted drunk. Yeah, and so and and a lot of times there's a lot of cocaine involved too. So they're all fuel or amphetamine. So they're all fueled up. So it doesn't take a lot for a guy that high with all these guys muscling around him trying to get in fights to shoot somebody. In fact, it happens every single time. I, I think it happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so why is Chris Brown? Is that the summation of why Chris Brown's not in jail? Chris Brown's in jail because he has Mark Garagos, who has a not personal relationship. Uh, I'm sorry, he's not in jail because he has a personal relationship with Mark Garagos, who is uh, has a, a personal relationship with the DA, by the way. Uh, and that's well, the way the shit works. And you can't grand juries. The DA system needs to be abolished because I, it's a it's a political, essentially a political position. I think they said was after OJ. I think they said like the only color that matters is green. And I think that's true. It's nice to see rich black people getting off, getting off crimes as well these days. So it's equal, it's equal opportunity, at least in terms of race. If you're, if you're wealthy and connected and have wealthy and connected lawyers, yeah. you get off. So, and then it doesn't matter if you're black, Hispanic, white, whatever. You're but to be off. charged, so I would say for every crime, like, first of all, we all commit a crime every, every day, right? Uh, uh, I don't know. What's your crime? Brian, what's your crime today? He said rape or incest. <laughs> what is what is what is that? What the hell does that mean? Let's just assume you get away with most of them. <laughs> Wait, to be charged, I'm not, agree- I'm not agreeing to that. Oh no, you do. A mor- you're you're having a moral crime. Yes, you're having a, a legal. No, crime? you're going to run through a left turn arrow. You're going to not wear your seatbelt. You're oh, going okay. to. You're talking about like an infra- like a smaller infraction type thing. Well, which you can go to jail for in most parts of the country. By the way, if you uh, don't show up and get involved in may- the court system, maybe if you're black. Right, okay. mostly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what happened in Ferguson. That's why people were pissed. Um, but to be charged with that many crimes, you have to be such a colossal yes. prick 
And and just a reckless douchebag. Well, you're hanging out in the wrong places at the wrong times intentionally. You're hanging around with the wrong people. It's like Suge Knight. He's always gonna he's gonna get shot every every other time he goes out. Yeah, he's just gonna get shot, and it's not gonna be at like a, re, a re, refurbishment furniture store <laughs> or like a World, World Cost Plus World Market shopping for like drapes. You know, it's gonna be at a club. It's always at a club. It's always a strip club or a club or some kind of. I, I venue just think like he's that. tempting fate. I mean, over under, how many years do you think Chris Brown has left to live? If I, I say, if I said thirteen, would you go over or under? I would say under, but I would say it's only extended by the fact that he has a lot of guys with guns around him protecting him. Which that's helps. just that just leads to trouble. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, let's just say I won't miss him. No, me either. No air, Chris Brown. No air. Frankie, <laughs> you auto tune that entire segment. <laughs> Uh, I man, that was a great explanation. Uh, Martin Shkreli, who I can't remember. Is he your hero or you hate the guy? I can't remember. I like, I like crazy-ass... Uh, he's only a millionaire. He's not a billionaire. I like crazy-ass millionaires to go off a reservation. Yeah, I like real-life comic book type stuff. He's just so... I mean, the shit he was doing down when he was going after... Going out, calling, calling out rapper, dangerous rappers on Twitter and saying he was going to come after them and shit like that. That was just that was fun stuff. It was one thing when he was like making the AIDS drug too expensive for AIDS patients. I was I was I was on a, I was on the uh, the border. I was on the fence on that one because um, I think he wasn't trying to do it to hurt gay people. I think he was just trying to make as much money as possible. I wasn't cool with that, but I did respect that he owned it. Yes, yes. I, I respect anyone that owns it. I respect that he owned it. And he didn't, even, he didn't even, like make excuses for it. He just said it's really a hard drug to find, and so we're going to make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, because people need it to live. And like, oh, I, I get that. <laughs> and by the way, he's no worse than anyone else in, in big pharma. He's like middle pharma. He's no bigger. He's no worse than anyone in big pharma. It's just they don't make those kind of quotes. Yeah, if you're going to hate Shakrelli, why don't we look at the CEO of Pfizer? Uh, I, I like Shakrelli a lot more than whoever that fuck is. They're all in it for money, right? They're all in it for money. So you can't start taking different levels of this. So Shkreli, he just he can't die. He lo- obviously loves attention. There's something there's somebody this guy loves attention, which is great because when these fuck up millionaires with no scruples love attention as well, mm-hmm. well they either become president <laughs> or or they just start getting in like. Twitter wars or pranks or shit like that. That really super is entertaining shit. Super entertaining because they got a lot of time on their hands. They got a ton of time. They take everything personally. They're narcissists, so they get angry about everything. Uh, this is very Trumpian. Uh, so Shkreli was in his fight with this girl. This girl's name is Lauren Duca. Uh, she's another of these bloggers we talked about earlier. She writes for like she'll do articles about like articles about politics, like Trump, and then she'll do articles about like the best jumper to wear to your prom. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever she moves around or how your first kiss should be. They, these bloggers move around from, like, topic to topic, like an L and Teen Vogue and, and Junior Cosmo or whatever pretty easily. Well, I know Bob Woodward uh, wrote a post about 10 things your guy likes the most yes, yes. the other week. By the way, uh, I, I claim, I'm only going to defend her in the sense that, like, when we look at, like, people's careers, like, 20 years from now, or, they look, you know, they look at old tweets from people now from, like, six or seven years, it's all 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. and they find shit you said that was really fucking stupid 10 years ago. It, I kind of feel bad for people that there's a record of everything you've ever did or said now going forward. Yeah. So you're always going to find embarrassing shit or stuff. So if you're a blogger, yeah, maybe you are Bob Woodward when you're 35, but at 22 to pay the rent, you might be doing those articles. And, <laughs> right. And not only is it not, isn't very, not very hard for people to find them with one-click search on Google. Right. So all of a sudden, all your fucking embarrassing shit. Now, she's still in the middle of her embarrassing article phase. So maybe you don't get to also write articles about politics at the same time. I would say that's fair. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very fair. So anyhow, she wrote something about Ivanka Trump, how she deserved to be. That time she was assaulted on the plane. She was yelled, harassed on the airplane. How she deserved it. 
But she didn't do it like in political terms. She did it like in social weird. Still pretty convinced that was a, a false flag event. It by might the way. be, might be. Uh, in millennial girl, millennial girl terms. She got in a fight on the air with some some Fox thing, and then uh, she became semi-famous in New York circles for that. Uh, because anyone who takes says something about Trump becomes that's the easiest way to fame. Girls used to have to take off their clothes to become famous, right? And now these same girls just have to write an anti-Trump article, and they get the same level. They get the same level of recognition. I'm not sure which what's better or worse because I kind of miss the tits. Uh, <laughs> it really was. Hey, girls starting out like in, in these in media careers used to have to like probably sleep with the boss, or they had to get naked somewhere, or they had to like take demeaning jobs. Now they just have to write an anti-Trump article and get it picked up somewhere. Right. And they're immediately on all the cable news shows, and all of a sudden they have a talk show, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, making, making six figures. Um, so anyhow, Screlly, she says anything about Trump. So Screlly is a Trump supporter, I think. He's not a real Trump supporter, but he admires Trump or whatever the fuck. So uh, he took her on. He got started getting a Twitter war with her. Here's my thing. Uh, even more so than uh, Lola Kirk, who made her own buttons, which I think is a red flag that you have way too much time in your hands. <laughs> Let's face it. Anyone who's making, pressing their own buttons. Well, you think she personally made the buttons? She or her friends got together and made their own buttons. People, think about people you know who make buttons and wear buttons. It's just a different kind of person. <laughs> it's not the person you want to road trip with, right? You don't want to be hiking with those people. No. People make buttons. Or like, they go to conventions. They go to meetings. They go to rallies. The fact that like Michael's Arts and Crafts is occupying prime real estate yes. on, on like the promenade in Santa Monica. Yes. It's a lot of people I don't want to hang out with. Think like about the last buying person. shit. What's your average purchase price at Michael's? Seventy nine cents, like a dollar eighty seven. Felt felt in some tape. How many fucking uninteresting people are, are uh, patronizing this place? If you're making your own buttons, dude, you, you it's a, a man or woman you want to stay away from. Agree. Uh, the second uh, the second sign that you have way too much time in your hands, and also you really love yourself, is a Twitter war. Yeah, Twitter feuds. Twitter feuds. Because Twitter feuds. And by the way, I know you've been in some Twitter feuds. Are you trying to start something? Sort of involuntary. Oh, well, I have tried to start stuff. That doesn't usually work, though. Usually when people come after me, it's it's more... Yes, it's more entertaining. But ultimately, you have to realize at, uh, I don't know, two posts into it that this is a huge-ass waste of time. Complete waste of time. Then you log off, and, but then people start, like, calling you a child molester and shit, and you're yes. like, oh, fuck, now I have to get back <laughs> get on. Get back and, like, on. By the way, this is stuff no one would ever say to each other in person, which really, it enhances a feud. It makes it look like a real feud because it's shit people say behind their, behind their computer, either anonymously or safe in their uh, Manhattan uh, loft space. Yeah. But if they were face-to-face, they would never say this shit to each other, which is why you understand it's completely phony. Like, the war itself is completely phony. Even if even these two people really do hate each other, they're so hyperbolized, exaggerated in their language they're using. Yeah. That it would never happen in person. That's when you realize how fucking waste of time it is. It's almost like Trump, uh, like Clint, like the Clintons going to Trump's wedding or something like that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, Shkreli got in the fight with this girl, Lauren Duca, and then he, like... Photoshopped. I don't know how much time this guy has on his hands. Supposed to run a pharmaceutical company, <laughs> saving the world. He uh, took his face and he photoshopped it onto a face uh, of a guy, maybe presumably a boyfriend, some of his girls close to. Uh, he, she's sitting on his lap in a photo, and Shkreli uh, posted, pasted his face over this guy's face, so it looks like she's sitting on Shkreli's lap. I mean, it looks like if you don't recognize the obvious crappy Photoshop. Yeah, it's kind of a crude mock-up. Yeah, so then he made his own. He made he turned it into his Twitter profile and sent some similar photos Which to. Her. I think he made it shitty on purpose, like to be funny. I think he made it shitty because he didn't care. It wasn't supposed to. Yes, he made it shitty to be funny in his own mind. Um, and then he sent her some other stuff. And so she claimed at this point, after all their back and forth, that he was cyber stalking her. And she tweeted, uh, what's his name? The head of tw- the guy who runs Twitter, uh, who was the only guy not invited to the Trump, the Trump meeting. <laughs> Dorsey, uh, something Dorsey. I forget his name. Jack Dorsey, I think. Uh, at Jack. And he immediately suspended Shkreli's account. 
So here's my question to you, Matt, because I know this is a, this is a through line of, of logic for you. Uh, doesn't isn't this quite an example? Forget the Twitter word. Forget why Shkreli is fucking sending photos of, her, of himself to her. They're going back and forth with some really nasty comments. Isn't this an example to you of like how women want a double standard of like protection? Yeah. Like where they're gonna like we're we're tough enough to be in our own Twitter words. And by the way, she said shit like that. Like I'm tough enough to defend myself. I don't. I'm not worried about critics. But then when like he posted a Photoshop of her, you know, in this in the thing, whatever, and it's annoying, but it's not threatening in any way. Uh, she goes straight to the CEO of Twitter, who then immediately suspends Shirelli's account. Yeah. Isn't that running? Isn't that running to daddy? And isn't that doesn't that show the double standard that uh, these women are looking for? Yeah, that's why you see a lot of the sort of neo sort of new feminist battles. They're so trivial, you know. They're they're about shit that affects no one except for you know maybe a few chicks in Manhattan. But it's because the reason they they pick these is first of all the big battles are won. Yes, there there are no federal or state laws uh, that protect any kind of discrimination, and I, in fact, I think it's easier for women to get jobs than men. Um, but the reason that they pick these idiotic battles on campuses and academia is that there's someone, usually a male, um, who can sort of uh, lay down an, uh, the hammer on something. Right? They they can make a decision. And you feel validated. Oh, so yeah, the CEO yeah. of Disney has yeah. to say, "Oh, you're right. Maybe that character was uh, tr- transphobic or whatever." You the can fuck get it is. you can get to the uh, the the, head, the uh, what do they call the chancellor of a university. You get to the CEO of a company. You can get to even the president or like a if someone run, like Hillary Clinton or someone running for president and be noticed for your cause. Yeah. If you pick the right cause, it doesn't have to be the case. Doesn't even matter. It just has to be the nature of the cause. That's why that Rolling Stone story about like the, the fraternity of Virginia went so big so fast. Mm-hmm. Or it fits, the narr- it fits the narrative of what they're looking for. They're looking for that story. Everybody wants that story to be true. So it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's still going to go big right off the bat. Right. Because everyone's going to go like, we want to publish this now. It has, to go, it has to go really fast. So these girls have a tremendous, these young female journalists have a tremendous amount of power. Or even just BuzzFeed releasing the Golden Showers story about Trump. Is they have a trem- They know that's going to be picked up by people, and people are not going to be able to resist picking that up. Right. So the people who publish that, you know, they just want clicks and, and money. But there's a tremendous amount, a small number of people who otherwise would have no power 20 years ago, zero power. They'd be writing angry letters to the editor. Now might have eight million views on their story, and it might be all across every social media platform. They might have forty thousand likes and supporters telling them how awesome they are. Yeah. And then Katy Perry or Hillary Clinton or Lena Dunham picks it up, and then. Gives them a shout out and all that kind of shit. But I think a lot of them, because I think really smart women are, you know, focusing on other things in their careers. Um, but I think that some idiot who's like, you know, we succeeded in getting the Bon Me banned from the cafeteria, <laughs> yes. that they actually think they accomplished something, which is sad to me. Yes, especially sad that they're not even getting laid by it. Because <laughs> there's, really, there's really no point in a man a- attending or leading a protest march or any protest movement unless he's getting laid. That, oh. to me, that, that's how I kind of understood college to be. <laughs> like, you would go to a march because you wanted to get laid. You would carry a poster around because you wanted to get laid. If you're doing the Bon Me thing because you, really be- you really believe it's racist against Vietnamese to have Bon Me's in cafeterias, school cafeterias, yeah. then you're a total fucking loser. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, there's no explanation for that. You're not actually helping anything politically or socially. Right. You're not helping the Vietnamese in any way. Which is why I think these twats are hurting the cause because I feel like if I showed up and was like, uh, yeah, you know, I want justice for the Southeastern Asians, they'd be like, 
Oh, this guy's like mansplaining. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd somehow be thrown under the bus unless I pretended to care about like poetry or something. I just feel I just I know I, I just remember like college age protests being about important things. Like when I was college age, it was about apartheid. It was about you know a, a, a nuclear nuclear weapons. It was about like shit like where thousands, if not millions, of people were being killed or slaughtered. Yeah, and like you know the fate of the world was actually in the balance. Yeah, and now it's about bonmies, like you said. Can we have bonmies? It's like the, 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 the topics they're picking for these women. It's always abortion, right? It's always abortion. Abortion can't be that important. It can't be. I mean, I understand that it's important to women, but it can't be like your sole social cause. Yeah. When you're just because you're a young woman, I think they hang on to that because that's like their feminist bona fides. Well, I think they're kind of piggybacking. Like they might idolize, you know, women or, or guys who are actually protesting legitimate things back in the day. I mean, I think there's a lot of noble things in terms of protest culture, but I think it's been perverted pretty highly. Um, like my my own girlfriend uh, was like, "I'm going to this anti-Trump protest." And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we're, we're going to go downtown and protest. Yeah, so I was like, well, if I was Trump, I would think this is fucking hilarious. Yes, because he already got uh, elected. So maybe he should have done this before? Yeah. I don't right. know. And by the way, he doesn't even care about California, I don't believe, where he lost by 80, 80% or whatever it was. Yeah. I, like, I really, like, I by no means uh, voted for Trump, or, or nor do I support him. I did not vote for Trump, disclaimer. But if I was Trump. I would I would welcome this with open arms. I'd just be like, look at these look at these people. Oh, he loves this. this. Is hilarious. He, he loves this shit. When people like that, especially of color, protest him. <laughs> I think he only becomes stronger. Right? That doesn't. People protest him only makes him stronger, and that's just you know the way it goes. But abortion can't be like abortion can't be your sole thing. I think it ties you into like what you feel is like the you know the heritage of feminism. But now that you have you know, like arguing for the right to vote, you're not the same thing. There is access to abortion for most places. There's always a threat of it being taken away. It's always a threat of it being taken away. Yeah, these pro-life and pro-choice people always fight over this stuff that hasn't changed in 50 years. No, that's yeah. how you keep the two-party system going. And you know, meanwhile, while, while you're arguing about your theoretical right to have an abortion, you're getting fucked over in multiple ways. I would love one of these girls to say, like, you know, it might be nice if we stop, like, I don't know, 750 black guys from getting killed in Chicago. <laughs> that might be something we should look at. They don't we should care about that. They're not black guys. Uh, they don't. Ca- no, they're not. They don't care about that. All right, moving off topic from Screlly. I, I, I wish Screlly would do something. Screlly, Peter Thiel, by the way, another the gay billionaire vigilante, yeah. was in the news today for saying that Apple's going to be out of business like in five or ten years, mm-hmm. um, which may very be true. But then there was a picture. Every every journal that was using a photo of him showed a photo of him like raising his arms together with Donald Trump. <laughs> just, just, just discred- That's probably an Apple, a picture Apple put out just to discredit him. Matt, let me ask you. I know you know nothing about computer technology, and I'm not even joking this time. You know absolutely zero about computer technology. Kind of retarded. The questions, the questions you send me about computers are something like it could literally be like an elderly relative of mine who was born before the computer, like the, the computer punch card era. Well, see, like I, I am a millennial, uh, barely on the on the older side, but in high school. We, I grew up in Alaska, by the way, so we didn't have computers. <laughs> or electricity. And uh, I never took a class, so I never got the basics. And by the time I understood like the basics, like how to right-click, yes. uh, everything was way over my head. It's interesting that even just, like in your 30s, you already aged yourself out of all technology. <laughs> I know. Usually that happens like 60s or I 70s. I can't come back from this. There is, there is, an, there is at an age, I'm, I'm sure of this, there is an age in life when you just decide, I'm just not learning anything new, tech, you know, technology-wise. Yeah. Because you had your 40- or 50-year run of learning shit, and life changed a lot for you. 
And then you get to a certain age, like a cranky age, when you're just like, fuck it, I am not going to learn the new, how to use a new phone. I'm already there with music. Well, music is, 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 is subjective. It's a taste thing, right? I agree with you. There's no good music. It hasn't been good music in the last 15 years. That's just my, uh, my subjective opinion. But in terms of technology, like how you record TV, how you watch TV shows, let's say, mm-hmm. has changed dramatically over the last 30 or 40 years. And to keep up with that, you've had to learn a new technology. So I've learned all, gone all the way from like regular TV to the VCR, to the DVR, to the streaming, to the whatever else. I've learned the Amazon Prime. I've learned all that shit how to do that. But there's going to be at some point in your life when you just go like, I'm not learning anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to watch fucking DVDs until whatever the end of time. I'm going to have my 25-year-old Amazon Firebox people are making fun of because I know what, that's the last piece of technology I learned how to use. Right. Because you don't want to keep upgrading. If of it shit, works for you, then, you know. I Honestly, a lot of these upgrades, when you look back at them, they haven't really helped that much. They haven't helped that much. I mean, it's slightly more convenient to watch it than it used to be. But by the way, you're spending a lot more money than you used to spend. No, it's all explained, like, in theory, like, so what they tell you is, this is how this is supposed to work, right? Yeah. Like Dropbox. All you do is drop your files in there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's never happened once for me. No, you're not. No. So you and I are arguing the same thing, but we're in totally different technology categories. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm way less on I got this. A, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 3, and you're like something negative. Like a caveman. Some, some negative, some negative uh, integer. Um, but Carly Kloss, model Carly Kloss. By the way, people who name their kids alliterative names... Uh, just to be cute, they mm-hmm. deserve a punch in the face. That's true. That is annoying. Yeah, and it's both with K's, too. So they could have gone Carly with the C, but they went Carly with the K. This is pre-Kardashian, by the way, because she's like 24 or 5 years old. So they did that just to be cute. I find that one of the most obnoxious things. And probably why the Kardashian girls themselves became whores. It's gross. I, I picture the, the couple sitting around talking about it and, and being like, no, people are going to think this is really cool at the party. Yes. And it's gross. Yes. Uh, unless you're, I was talking to someone the other day about George Foreman naming all his kids George. And how, <laughs> I still find that really funny. It's the most egotistical thing in the entire world. Yeah, I still find it really funny. Well, he doesn't seem to be crazy at all. A little bit punch drunk and brain damaged. I think he did it as a joke. More as a joke. Right. Like an inside joke. I, I think it's a guy without a great sense of humor doing a joke yes. on, on society. Yes, exactly. So Carly Kloss, when you see Carly Kloss uh, in her panties in, in, in advertising, the first thing you probably think is is computer coding, <laughs> right? So... Oh, right, yes. right. This is a, by the way of background, there's this whole thing called STEM, the STEM initiative, which I thought was from Lost. I thought it was from the show Lost. Uh, it sounded like some sort of like, bizarre, like fictional, technical uh, thing that was going on. But it turns out the STEM initiative is really just an acronym that someone came up with to try and get more girls to go into the hard sciences, young girls to go into the hard sciences. Now, mm-hmm. you and I both know from our years of living, years of study, having gone through uh, school ourselves and knowing many, many girls, the girls absolutely positively do not like the hard science. Do not like the hard sciences. Well, there are a lot of women in science, but they certainly don't naturally gravitate. Okay, I'm going to say non non Asian, non Asian girls. There well, are some. There are some. Yes. How many girls do you remember like in the engineering engineering like American raised girls in the engineering department? None. There there are no girls drafting in their free time. <laughs> no, they're not. No, I think some girls get into code, but these are all alt girls. These are girls who had their fucking. Uh, Lips pierced from age 14. These are uneducated girls who aren't smart. Is well, referring well, the to models you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no normal. There's no hot blonde coders. No, <laughs> no, there just, aren't. There are not. In the movies that exist. By the way, Angelina Jolie, I remember, was one in an early movie. One of her early. If movies. any male coder could get someone to pay their rent, he wouldn't be coding either. By the way, <laughs> that's probably true too. But at least he's fat and has a beard, so there's <laughs> has that going for him. So Carly Kloss. So this whole thing, the STEM movement, science, technology, uh, engineering, and math. 
STEM. They have like STEM Barbie, they have STEM dolls, all the companies have to buy into the fact that we're going to make toys that encourage young girls not to play with dolls and not to do fashion things and not to do pretty makeup things, but to get into the hard sciences. Mm -hmm. Barbie's going to do it. If anyone's going to do it, Barbie's going to do it. So this is a STEM initiative, and now they go to these hot models, these very successful models with big Instagram accounts. She's got like 8 million Instagram, 10 million Instagram followers. And they ask her to do some STEM-related things. So she comes up with coding. I'm going to write a coding camp for girls. Right. This is where girls are going to learn to code. They're going to drop their, like, Barbie, their dolls, and they're going to learn how to code. Okay. Which, by the way, seems fine. I'm fine with that. A coding camp for girls seems like a good initiative. But is it really the... If anyone gets them to start girls into computer engineering, won't it be some, like... Cool ass app designer designed some cool, you know, some really like edgy alt girl who designed some cool app that's really technically savvy. And say, not say a hot, super blonde, skinny BFF of Taylor Swift who's like dating Jared Kushner's brother, <laughs> dating Jared Kushner's brother, and basically spends all her time doing makeup and hair and, and looking sexy in her underwear. It's, it's, Utterly insane. Uh, so, first of all, it's going to convert zero girls, right? We, we know that much. Uh, so, Carly, what's it, Kaylee? Carly Kloss. Car- Carly Kloss uh, was the reason that this started is she was fucking some dude who was uh, high up in the tech field who thought it would be good publicity for him. And she's now fucking some other guy. Uh, so Jared Kushner's brother, who I believe I'm going to call Joshua just to be uh, anti Semitic. Uh, well, how are you going to be a Hasidic Jew? And uh, be down with a Victoria's Secret model. What, are you allowed to touch her in public or just watch her spread her ass cheeks? Uh, no, these aren't Hasidic Jews. These are uh, New, uh, New York uh, real estate Jews. <laughs> they're much more practical. Oh, well, one, right. of them, one of them married, the one brother married Ivanka Trump. So they're, they're you know, they're, they're down with that. She had to convert. Uh, she did have to convert, but that's a pretty minor process. A pretty minor process. It's more, more pa- a little paperwork. Mostly, right, pa- right. mostly paperwork. Uh, so anyway, the, the re- and, and only because. Being a wasp, being a, being a super waspy uh, daughter, heiress daughter, who then becomes Jewish, does not hurt you at all. In New York real estate, New York real estate market. <laughs> it might be seen as a, it might be seen as a step up. Why did she have to convert? Why 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 couldn't he? Don't they both believe each other are going to hell or something? Well, usually, by the way, usually uh, uh, it's usually the guy who converts because the women are just women are more traditionalist about religion. Like usually, guys. I'm talking from all religions, Catholic, whatever. They don't care that much about their religion. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time to get married, they still don't care. But women, you know, are very pressured by their families. They care about the tradition and what grandma would think and all that stuff. So it's usually the women who want to keep their religion. Mm-hmm. It's usually the guys. Uh, um, these are the guys who have to convert over to Jewish or Catholic or whatever else to, to, to show their affinity. I feel like it might have been a business decision, like you said. I mean, if oh yeah, for sure. If it was. you're in the New York real estate market, why not go Jew? Oh, and with Trump, with Trump talking about his Jewish grandkids and stuff like that, his <laughs> Jewish son-in-law. I mean, that does not hurt. That does not hurt at all. The most absurd thing of the story is that we're led to believe that this Victoria's Secret model is into coding as a hobby. I would like to see some of her code. <laughs> yes, do I think she's. Can you provide us with a snippet? Well, I'm willing to admit that she's probably a better coder than you. Oh, but probably. I'm not, but I'm not going. So, yeah, she, she, she can said, post a YouTube video. She couldn't she's even, a, by the way, she couldn't even come up with a good fake quote about why she started coding camp. And by the way, the coding camp is with K's. It's with K's. It's oh, coding no. camp with K's to match her name. Is this a real thing? Are, yes, are girls a, attending the coding camp with K's? I mean, they might be set off to sexual uh, trafficking <laughs> overseas once they sign up. But she, uh, so she said, here's her connection technology. Uh, I work in, in this industry where all these guys are coming around, guys, are coming around with these cool apps, and I've always wanted to learn how the apps work, so this coding thing is perfect for me. Hmm. Well, that's it. Like, I saw the, uh, Kim, I saw the Kim Kardashian Shops uh, app, and, you know, and now I want to be a coder. That's the first thing. 
What's, what apps are you looking at? You're looking at, I don't know, Facebook apps, like FaceTime, you know, like live streaming Instagram apps. That's really encouraging girls to become coders. Wait, am I mistaken or is the coding for an app kind of basic? Uh, the coding for apps themselves is Isn't not... Isn't it more based on the concept than yeah, the coding? Yeah, yeah. The coding is not that difficult. It's not high level for... So she has no idea what the fuck she's talking about? No, they didn't, they didn't... And the worst part is they didn't even give her a good quote. I really hate when they don't take the time to give a good fake quote. <laughs> that just says you're not, you don't care enough. But here's, here's the underlying point. If you're going to get... So girls, you and I can both agree, uh, and Brian, I'm going to say agrees, even though he doesn't have a microphone, uh, that girls don't like math. They just don't. Well, not naturally. Not, not 100% of girls, but let's say 98 to 99% don't. And they don't like engineering and the hard sciences. It's not because it's too hard for them. It's not because they're not smart enough because girls are just IQ-wise are just as smart as guys. It's just they don't have a, they don't have a predilection for going into those uh, spatially science, hard science. This would be like Dwayne Johnson being like, I'm starting a camp for young boys to start uh, writing in their diaries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wouldn't it? I way, mean, am I, he would make it successful. Just saying, he would make it successful. I would, I would love if he did. Everything he does, everything he does, is wildly successful. I, I love the rock. But if a girl, if a girl, if a girl, already there's already uphill battle for girls to get into STEM sciences because they don't, they're not born that way. They're not, they don't have a predilection for it. They got nothing with smarts. They just don't lean towards that kind of stuff. And if it was anyone's going to inspire girls to do it, wouldn't it be a successful, smart woman scientist, a woman who's accomplished in the technology sector? Who actually is really good at this stuff and has, you know, is more like what you want these girls to be versus say a, hot, a super hot like model, an, an actual uh, competent person versus someone whose PR people are lying. Yeah, like some badass. Yeah, I don't know. I would yes. think so. <laughs> A badass coder from Google who can talk about shit she's done. These twelve-year-old girls, what I can relate to, might actually get a twelve-year-old girl like, yeah, actually, that's kind of cool. I there are plenty that. of successful, highly respected women in in not ironically like the stem cell field that uh, you know are actually know what they're doing. I mean, there there are a lot of women scientists that are you know completely competent. Uh, really, are you are you you're saying this competent female scientists? Oh yeah, just just as on much record, so as men. Yes. But uh, you know, and more and more and more and more. By the way, this is all just this idiot narcissist chick, Carly Kloss. Say the name, uh, Carly Kloss. You can't say Shkreli. I want you to say Carly Kloss. Carly Kloss. <laughs> I keep thinking of this porn star who I think is named the same thing, or Kaylee Kloss, or something. It might be. Uh, this dude was trying to fuck her, convinced her she was smart to build up her ego. Got in her pants. They've since broke up, and and she's still stuck with this thing, pretending that she that she codes. It's absurd. We're going to leave it on that because you said something nice about women. I want to see you go on a high note. For our, our final segment today, uh, I want to tell you about uh, an experience I had, my first radio experience in a long time. I've done a radio. I know you've probably done radio stuff before. Yeah. I don't know radio still exists as a technology at all anymore. I thought everybody had moved to either podcasts, all the cool people. Or had moved to Sirius or something like that. Because radio seemed to me like now, when I turn on the radio in Los Angeles, it's all Mexican country music. Right. <laughs> it's just 90% of the channels are Mexican country music. And whatever your favorite station, your cool-ass favorite rock station was like five years ago, is now doing uh, in Spanish like the Bible. <laughs> it's like it's just, yeah. it's all, it's all, all radio stations are now either Spanish language or Korean language in LA or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're playing got, crappy music. Yeah. Yeah. The, there are, there is no like talk radio anymore really, is there? There's very low, everything, everyone's moved off terrestrial because, but for reasons I'm about to say, which is like the, the FCC, the FCC controls so much of the type of material you can do that it's just not worthwhile to do, have, you know, be on, the, you know, you don't have to be over there anymore. So they, FCC controls the public airways to get a radio signal 
out, you have to p- comply with their, li- with their license and agreements. Mm-hmm. And one of those, as it turns out, is that you can't say swear words on the radio. I don't mean you can't go into a tirade about, oh, I don't know, Brian, uh, guys fucking dogs <laughs> for 10 minutes. <laughs> I refer now to the wonderful comedy show, Brian House, <laughs> and a gentleman who spent 10, ten minutes... I've seen maybe a bit before on dog fucking. I've never heard like a whole set on dog fucking before. When you start talking about the knot, when you get down to talking about the knot, then you've gone too deep into your dog fucking set. That was uh, an opus. Yeah, maybe like one comment about like I'd rather fuck a dog than this whatever, but not like a whole, the whole breaking down like Encyclopedia Britannica about a dog's penis. Which I don't frankly need, by the way. Uh, I don't want to think about it in that great of detail. No, it's not. It's not. I think isn't the, one of the essence of comedy that's relatable. <laughs> like, I would think like at a bestiality conference that would go over really well. <laughs> like that, I'll be like, oh man, you hear that guy got done the dog fucking joke? It was fucking hilarious. The way the knot sticks into the vagina and you can't get the fucking dog knot out. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, you can't say that shit on radio. So I'm not talking about that. But you can't even say say for instance the word bullshit, which is in our 2007, maybe in 1920s when they set up the rules. Bullshit was a bad word, and if you said it, people gasped, and, and ladies fainted, and people clutched their pearls, and you got fought, you lost your radio license, and there was a whole, whole uproar, even though I assume in the 20s people swore all the time. Um, and we're having dirty sex. They were having dirty sex. They were swore all the time. But I understand that with new radio technology and how it was dangerous that it you know, would reach anybody anywhere. The kids might be listening to the radio. Yeah. In the 20s, they said, we can't have these swear words because it might hurt kids. Because they were doing Little Orphan Annie There had radio to be shows. some standards, right? Yeah, but, there was, but everything else on the radio was also very family-friendly. Right. So it was all family-friendly, so it made sense with this. Now, to flash forward to 80 years later, where you have, say, the Man Cow show that I was on, where, and, and you know, whatever, all these radio shows, morning shock jock stuff, they're just talking about the craziest wild shit. This might have been, he was talking about some racist, racist stuff. Very hardcore, harsh, adult-oriented content. And so I might have gone on the show to promote the book Man, Man Rules. That's available on Amazon. Man Rules. Man Rules on Amazon right now for the millennial loser in your life. Uh, and about, oh, I don't know, seven seconds, in, seven seconds into it, I said the word bullshit and was immediately cut. I thought I just might get bleeped. Was immediately cut, cut off, discontinued, disconnected, and banned, I believe. I believe. <laughs> Uh, which is shocking to me because if, I, if you ask me, like, you know, uh, and by the way, you got to do all radio shows at 5 in the morning. Uh, if you asked me if I knew you weren't allowed to say swear words on the radio, I guess I would have said, yeah, I know that you can't say swear words. And I might have think bullshit was one of those words. Right. But in the heat of a conversation when you're talking to, like, a guy who's, like, a rough, tough morning DJ talking about, like, very adult, nasty topics and the word bullshit slips... That can't be a black mark. That can't be like push a nuclear button kind of well, thing. Well, not only talking about sort of adult topics, but he was saying shit that is actually offensive. I mean, you're not easy to offend, but you found what he was saying to be like racially despicable. I am. I am a defender of all racist stuff. Like that. It, was, it was racially charged comedy content, let's say. Uh, there was probably like I thought was, you know, I thought was over the line, but only because it wasn't funny. Right. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, Chris Rock says all sorts of racist shit. But it's funny, and therefore it's right. not racist because it's funny. If it's if you're trying to tell racist jokes, racial jokes, and they're not funny, then you're a racist. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a difference. Dude, I, I think I totally agree. Our relationship with profanity in this country is so out of whack. Like, for example, this is basically the same thing, but a, a totally other scenario. Uh, let's say I'm on the phone with uh, Time Warner, and I'm like, hey, so you guys charged me twice uh, for my bill. 
let alone you've charged me for a bunch of stuff I didn't pay for. I know and, you're the guy on the phone all the time with the service providers. <laughs> I am. I'm <laughs> always on the phone. Charges, like, no, I it, sell line charge. I go, so you owe me a hundred dollars, yeah, yeah. or let's say the airline. Hey, yeah. my flight's canceled. Hey, we can't book you on the next flight because we need to allow 45 minutes. I go, I know where the gate is. Just give me the next. No, we can't do that. So eventually, after arguing for an hour, I go. Uh, this is fucking book, sir. Watch your language. Yeah, it's like, right. oh, so you're an adult. What are you, forty years old? And and you're you're super perturbed by the word fuck. Still, no, you're not. You're pretending, uh, and, and it's just an excuse for you to kick me off because you don't want to listen to me. How can we have? Uh, how can I know you spend a lot of time on the anger phone? I, I, I do. It's like you and some old ladies, old Jewish ladies. What the fuck else am I supposed to do? <laughs> just get raped? You can make your own, make your own buttons. Uh, uh, I know that. There, I mean, again, like in the twenties, when the when the when entertainment content in the twenties was probably all sent, it was all censored. So when you just couldn't say seven words, you couldn't do anything racy or outlandish or sexual or adult in nature. You couldn't say anything offensive. Although I bet they had a lot of racial racist shit then. Yeah, uh, they just said Uncle Uncle Remus and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was more, but it was all polite. Like Amos and Andy. Yeah, it was all it was all it was all uh, polite racism. But uh, you know, but it was all geared under family friendly. But in two thousand seventeen, we understand that content whether it be South Park or Morning DJs or all this stuff, even just stuff you read in political coverage of Trump, is so racy and so adult and so mature in theme that the idea that you would, and, and, and rough, the idea that, that, that you know, you have to, you have, even just to mix it up in common disc, public discourse, you have to cover very harsh topics mm-hmm. and overcome very harsh language and very harsh thoughts. The fact that these seven words or eight words or ten words, however many it is now, are really going to said said you know said in jargon or colloquially, not in it like you know I want to fuck you. You didn't tell the lady on the airline I want to fuck you. I'm going to come over and fuck you. You said fuck, no. you said fuck this. Just says that that is so offensive is going to cause like the end of society and children to become to go shoot up their schools and kids to drop drugs and stuff like that. It's just so beyond the pale ludicrous. Not to mention what I just thought of. No kids are even listening to the radio. Like, if you discount in their parents' car, you think like a twelve-year-old girl is like tuning into Man Cow. Well, someone like, pointed. Someone pointed out know what a radio is. As someone pointed out to me, no one's tuning into Man Cow, so that's all right. <laughs> and again, it's no. She, he's yelling into an empty fucking yes. hockey arena. Yes. So no one's no one's paying attention. But the idea that words people get so upset, like what people that are like moralists get so upset, so obsessed with like little symbolic things that they entirely missed a bigger point. Just like I mean, you always go on about like what they cover about the president, and they always cover these very picky little things while they don't cover, like, droning, right? All right. And it's the same with language and entertainment content, which is, like, you can have all this super harsh, insinuated shit, like, con- whatever it is, racist, whatever it is, but if you say the word bullshit, all of a sudden, like, fucking sirens go off, the whole thing shuts down. Well, it's because they're fucking stupid, and they know it, and they don't want to get into an intelligent discussion, so this is a parachute for them. There was just a guy on CNN, and I can't remember the exact scenario, but he was a sort of a liberal guy, and he's a professor and a respected guy, and he said, well, you know, this guy in Trump's cabinet, he said niggers, uh, blah, 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 and the host just shut down. She goes, you will not say nigger on my... Pr-. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just quoting <laughs> what this actual said. racist said, but that was too much for them you know their, their robot brain just started kind of frying they have to tell you to look away turn off the tv that might be offensive because they don't want to have an intelligent discussion uh yeah i think that's i think you i think you're probably right i think they've also been beaten over the head with these like 
politically correct training and stuff like that as well. But it does shut down. It does. It is a way for people to shut down conversation when you when you hear a word. Because by the way, I had a really great set ready to go, and I just said the word bullshit. <laughs> that really killed. That really killed everything. Right. How can you be? A, how can you be allowed to talk about anything and not be allowed to use swear words? I mean, the stuff. By the way, so Facebook's the same way. If you even show the hint of a nipple on Facebook, a woman's nipple, yeah. not a man's nipple, a woman's nipple, or her bare ass, you get you, your stuff gets taken down and you get suspended. Well, I mean, at what point is it not part of the vernacular? I mean, I know that. Four-year-old kids know what cuss words are. They don't care. It's not going to harm them. No, I think it harms them if it's done in anger. If right. it's done in like, you know, I'm going to fuck your mother. <laughs> like this one thing. But just like people who happen to swear colloquially or part is like part of just their language or jargon. You know, just like when you hear baseball, when you hear baseball players, football players, like you know, on the sideline. Yeah. Then you're like, ah, come on, let's get a fucking touchdown. Right. You don't, no one goes like, oh, my God. He's just like, well, you know, that's just like, oh, I'm in horror. I'm in shock. You're right. And in terms of missing the, the big picture, I mean, what percentage of this country is teaching their children that if they masturbate, they're going to hell? I, I would assume it's actually higher than you would think. Not my parents. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they encouraged it. Yeah. Uh, Anything to shut me up in my room. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have all these bizarre sort of standards of reality and, and norms and tropes or whatever. I think it comes out of re- organized religion. I think it all comes out of organized religion. Yeah, it has it's like a, way a to set control of people. rules. It's a way to control people with a set of very trivial rules. Yeah. Like like masturbation, like being like going to hell for masturbation. It's cult behavior 101. Yeah. And so now they find people and you find it like extended. Now that people are no longer religious in this country, they found this other moral religion. I, I say this all the time. They found their morality and superiority of how to shut. It's always about why do people want to make other lives, people's lives less happy? They always want to shut other people down what they're doing. They're always offended by other people. They're, the end goal is always to shut other people down. Well, who finds joy? Uh, even people I don't like, or right, people I want to stand here, I, wanna, I don't want to shut Lena, down, Lena Dunham down for writing her stupid fucking essays. I actually like yeah, reading them and care. laughing at them. I certainly don't want to shut her down. I mean, the whole idea of shutting people down is like goes back to the beginning of time, I'm sure. Uh, but now they found picayune ways to do it. Uh, I'm, now I'm just that. Well, if you're really, really unhappy, I mean... I, I, you're right. I don't think about it because, I mean, I slept till noon today. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if I had six kids and lived on a farm in Kansas, maybe I'd be more pissed and, and maybe I would be trying to shut people down that didn't agree it's with just me. Ex- I think it's an excuse to shut people up and shut down free speech. Uh, we're not shutting down free speech, but we are shutting down the show. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, yeah, mattralston.net and uh, Twitter at Matthew Ralston. Something else I can't remember. Anything, Brian? No. Brian for Sound Engineer. Brian also hosts of the show. Yes, also hosts of the show where they talk about men having sex with dogs. <laughs> the man dog sex. I think that's one of Byron Allen's uh, channels that he got. <laughs> the man dog sex channel. Uh, I would like to thank Rocco's Tavern in Studio City. Yes. Yeah, thank you very much. You're fantastic. Fine establishment. You're fantastic. Uh, Brian, they once again ordered a pizza with green covered in green. Uh, that's not an homage to the Italian flag. That's just an homage to his vegetarian pussiness. Uh, drinks, the drinks are plentiful here. The TV screens are always on. There's always sports on, by the way. That's what I love about 2017 is that no matter what time of day it is, no matter where you are, there's always sports on of some kind. Now, I say that while we're watching soccer, so I'm, I'm like half-hearted about the whole thing. But there's always, for guys, this is a great time to be alive, pretty much. There's always sports yeah. on, and you can find tits in five seconds on, on Google. And, and you, like, you can bet on the sports on your phone. You can bet so imagine, you can Google the word tits and get like 927,000 responses in less than a second. You could see a chick's tits and be like, I wonder what that same chick's pussy looks like. Yeah, you could find that. Yes. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> All right, for Lex, Last Minute Earth. Talk to you next week.